0: And hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another fine, fabulous, feisty sort of Friday for Torch Report 462. No matter what, life is still. Good. Life is always good. It always is. Uh, Friends, today we'll be extracting some lessons from a sticky note in order to neutralize some mind numbing schemes playing out on the southern border. But first, I want to share with you that it has long been my personal belief that life is always talking to me. And the most pertinent question is, am I listening? You know, what is life telling me right in this moment? Now, I say that acknowledging the truth that 99% of the time, these questions just kind of skip my mind. 99% of the time, I'm not thinking what's life telling me, but I try to come back to that question often. Most of the time, I'm caught up thinking about this or thinking about that. I'm I'm trying to solve some problem. I'm I'm attempting to learn and to understand something that vexes me, or perhaps alternately, I may be completely checked out. I might be giving my brain a rest, listening to some tunes, playing my guitar, watching a show or whatever. I just I'm curious if anyone can relate to that, you know? Now, recently I felt like I would have been kind of caught up in my head a little bit more. So I'm not asking the right questions. And so I, I made myself this sticky note to help keep my mind properly oriented. And the question was, what is life telling me? Stuck it right in front of me, okay? And I know, I know, it may seem silly, a little esoteric. It might be a bit strange to some people for me to, you know, have a sticky note asking what is life telling me? Some people may wonder, Luke, what the hell does this have to do with anything, you know? Let alone political analysis or cultural commentary, uh, the chaos and the global cabal. Come on, come on, you know? And I understand, friends. I'll get to all of that in just a minute. But first, I want to share a story that relates to my sticky note. Now, to be clear, when I ask the question, what is life telling me, I'm not just sitting around waiting to hear the booming voice of God, right? I'm not, I'm not waiting for some grand cosmic message to be scrawled across the sky. Instead, I'm just a little more curious. I'm aware of my surroundings. I'm aware of what's going around, you know, swirling around in my mind. And I believe that the, door, the doorway to accurate perception is through direct observation. And thus, in moments of reflection, when I pause, when I take a deep breath, when I relax and look around, what's life telling me? You know, what's right in front of me? What's going on all around me or around me right now? You know, what what are the thoughts in my mind? How am I feeling and why am I feeling that way? What conversations have I had lately? Who have I been connecting with? lately. These are the kinds of questions that come up. What's life telling me? These are where I look. And of course, you know, there are more layers to all this than I'm going to get into now, but the gist of it is that stimulating curiosity with these kinds of questions, uh, experience has taught me that by asking these questions, answers come. If anyone lacks wisdom, let them ask of God. It is said, you know, you ask a question an answer comes. The inquiry leads the mind Toward observation, toward contemplation, and evaluation, and I just want to point out that all of this observation, contemplation, and evaluation—it's happening at the language of level, uh, langu- level of language—and uh, in order to get out of the head, I then sit with it for a bit. Right? Language is a head-level experience, so we we contemplate, we evaluate through language. We need to get out of the head, so we need to uh, sit with it for a bit, and you know. Maybe that's just for a minute or two. Maybe it's just for a split second, just to sit and relax for a second, just observe for just a second. Uh, And sometimes you know, taking taking a little bit longer period of time to do that is really important. You know, but the point is, just take time to observe what's happening physically, mentally, and emotionally. And and when we do this, to me, this is a spiritual exercise. It's a spiritual experience. It's the elevation of spiritual awareness because it's the spirit within me it's the spirit within you it's the spirit within each of us as human beings that is witnessing the fluctuation of thoughts that is witnessing the sensations throughout the body that's just part of being a human being so sit with that for a bit <laughs> now the the key here it is elevating that inner awareness and I believe, personally, that when we navigate life through our inner awareness, uh, it's infinitely more effective and fun than just trying to figure everything out at the mental level. The truth is, we cannot figure everything out at the mental level, you know, uh, because there's just too much to think about. It's impossible. Thus, the need for an inner knowing. Lean not on your own understanding, for it is fickle, fleeting, and flawed Thanks to the limited nature of being a human being. Now, navigating my life in this way through, you know, from the heart, through that inner awareness, it's, it's been a grand adventure. Like I said, you know, life is always talking. And if I'm listening, if I'm humble enough to surrender my expectations, my ambitions, my plans, you know, let go of the mental grip on things, I find that there is gratitude there is groundedness. There is joy that seems to just seep up spontaneously from deep inside. And the result of that is that my heart is happy. I am grateful. And the goodness of life abounds all around me. And I'm aware of it, you know? Now, that's a starkly different perspective and a different place to live from than, say, compared to the constant stress that accompanies carrying the way of the world and trying to figure it all out, right? Which I can't. You know, we can. It's impossible. But, you know, I I never seem to get tired of trying to figure it all out. But just, you know, letting all of that go, I don't have to figure it all out, right? That's okay. So this is all part of the human paradox. And we can all at once know something and know nothing at all. (laughs) Now, to the point. To the point. Uh, When I was asking the question, what is life telling me? There was a point when the answer became crystal clear. Now, every time I saw my sticky note, my mind would wander. My mind would wonder. But I didn't always take time to stop and reflect. But that seed, those seeds of reflection were being planted day after day. I'm on the lookout. I'm looking around. I'm open. I'm curious. I'm listening with my heart wide open. And last night, last night, uh, my mom, dear old momsy, she treated my family and I, to a birthday dinner at our favorite local restaurante. And for those who didn't know, it's been my birthday all week long, by the way. <laughs> so sitting in the restaurant, you know, enjoying the meal, enjoying the company, enjoying the atmosphere, I heard some words drifting through the air and they caught my attention. And these words were not just catching my attention. they were There were others in the restaurant who were tuning in to this, these words as well. And of course, sometimes trying not to eavesdrop is just a lost cause. When, when you hear something and it grabs your attention, you're like, hmm, you know? And so when the timing was right, I got up and walked over to the couple who was having this fascinating conversation. And I told them, hey, wow, I really appreciate what you're saying. I love hearing people talk about this. You know, they, they were calling out the political corruption of the two-party system. They were talking about how the globalists are playing us all and all of that kind of stuff. And it was, it was just refreshing to hear somebody stating it so clearly, so matter-of-factly out in public. It was an enriching conversation that ensued. And, you know, we exchanged numbers and this and that for further discussion. But I I love this kind of stuff, this spontaneous human connection. Now, what's more is that during this conversation, there was another gentleman who came over and engaged. And this guy, he was just dropping truth bombs left and right of his own. And he was also expressing appreciation For the conversation that was being had. So here we were, random strangers connecting through a common understanding of what's really going on in the world. And the obvious question was eventually asked well, what the hell are we going to do about it? <laughs> you know, that, that's the question. You know, what are we going to do about it? And in that moment, I blurted out the first thing that came to mind. I said, we're doing it. We're doing it. This is it. We got to talk to people. I say that all the time, but right there and, and there, we were talking about what's going on. We were discussing it right out in the open. We were validating many of the truths that had come to light. We'd each heard, you know, learn this, learn this, share what you learn. I'm like, yes, I've learned that too. I've seen that too. I know that that's true. And so, you know, we were having this conversation with the full understanding that many, many people, the, most of the people in the restaurant... We're probably still clueless. I mean, they totally remain in the dark. Many of our family and friends still remain in the dark. That's why we must talk to people. Now, it's impossible to know for sure uh, who, if anyone was listening in, but I suspect, I strongly suspect that there are many ears in the in the restaurant that were perked in our direction. People heard it, and whether they expressed it or not, I think many people appreciated hearing what was said because it's affecting all of our lives. Now, to me, friends... This was all divine connection. This is the hand of providence. It was, it was just meant to be. It, it could not possibly have been orchestrated or planned out that way. Uh, you know, it, it just was, and it was great, and I'm grateful. You know, This experience was so meaningful to me for so many reasons, but most importantly, it felt like confirmation. What is life telling me? This was an experience that indicated I'm on the right path. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, which is reading and researching and writing and recording and sharing what I learn each and every day to deliver the facts and the evidence that people can use to develop their own informed perspective. So keep on keeping on, Luke. That's the, that's the message. That's what life was telling me. And I just felt, you know, all that warm and fuzzy glowing heart sensation coming home. Now, of course, life's telling me much more than just keep on keeping on. But that's what's relevant to my mission with the Torch Report, you know. Uh, as I've said many times before, friends, we cannot solve problems that we do not understand. And, you know, there are very few people who have the time or the inclination to try to wrap their heads around what the hell's happening in the world. So hence my labor of love in producing these reports and my deepest gratitude for those in the Patriot Club who continue to support this mission of sharing the truth you can trust far and wide. Friends, I simply cannot thank you enough. Honestly, I lack the words. Now that said, let's, uh, let's get out of this mushy stuff. <laughs> I do want to turn to the news today, uh, which is actually relevant to another recent conversation I had. Uh, I was talking with my little brother who happens to live down in El Paso, Texas. He doesn't read or listen to my content. He's too busy. He's got things going on. And so it seemed like a ripe opportunity to get some eyes on the ground perspective on the border crisis, right? You know, and, in and, and and I'm asking him, "Hey, what do you think, What's going on with all this stuff going down in uh, you know how's how's life in El Paso?" And in his mind, he said, "Oh, well, it's not as bad as the media is making it out to be." You know, he's like, "Ah, come on, like what what border crisis? What are you talking about?" And now, my takeaway from that, just to be kind, it, you know, is that it, the fact remains. Many people still remain ignorant to what's really going on. Many of the people that we know and love have no clue what's really going on. All they know is the maybe the news they get in their car back and forth to work, or you know they catch a, a you know clip from ABC News here or there or whatever. So fast forward to today, and Elon Musk did a live stream at the Texas border. He was down there at the see for himself. And share with the world what the media is refusing to report on. I did put a link in the report today, friends. So you can watch his video. Here's what's really going on: um, Elon Musk live streaming the southern border chaos. It's pretty. It's about a 15 minute video, and he's he's uh, interviewing some sheriffs and uh, a local representative down there in Eagle Pass, Texas. Tell uh, over, uh, I think over 11,000 people just this week coming through there. You know, basically. It's just, you know, pandemonium. It's complete lawlessness. So that's happening while our out-of-touch Republican leaderships, Republican war hawks like Mitch the Glitch McConnell, uh, continues to try to convince the public that securing Ukraine is our number one priority. The number one priority for most Americans is securing Ukraine. You know We need to keep funding and fueling this war, this escalating war, according to Mitch the Glitch McConnell. Uh, but anyone who has not drank the Ukrainian Kool-Aid realizes that the invasion on our southern border poses an infinitely larger threat to our country, to our national security. We have millions of illegal aliens pouring through, many of whom are criminals, are gangsters, are cartel members, are on the terrorist watch list, human smugglers, etc. So then, you know, again, people, if you haven't drank the Kool-Aid, you probably know all that. Well, contrast that, you know, reality with the fact, uh, you know, the stellar leadership of our VP, diversity hire Kamala Harris, the so-called border czar. She is out there this week continuing to fleece the public and insist that there is no border crisis. So maybe my brother's been listening to Kamala Harris. I don't know for sure. Uh, but despite the fact that the, you know, the VP, the Borders are, says there's no border crisis. Despite that, there are many prominent Democrats, like, say, New York Mayor Eric Adams, who are sounding the alarm of the influx of illegal immigrants. New York Mayor Eric Adams says this issue will destroy New York City. Illegal immigration will destroy New York City. Now, he would never have known that had. Uh, Governor Texas uh, Greg Abbott been bussing all of these illegal. I mean, hey, we can't take them here. The number of illegals coming into Eagle uh, Eagle Pass, I believe it was. It's actually dwarfed the number of people who actually live there. I think it was like 28,000 people live there, but they've got so many more that have come through. Uh, so what are we going to do? I mean, obviously, they've got one hospital. They can't service all these needs, uh, so they're they're busting them out. they got to go somewhere. May as well send them to the Democratic cesspools that are trying to you know, convince the American people that all of this immigration is good and necessary and it's not really an issue. Says Mayor Adams, this issue... Of illegal immigration will destroy New York City, and indeed, my friends, it will destroy our entire country. And many, many people would say, you know what? That's probably the plan. You know, just like illegal immigration has fueled a completely out of control rise in crime and chaos in Europe. There's an article out today talking about how the, the European leaders have done too little, too late. It's too late. They're all there now. You know, these machete-wielding Islamic terrorists, they're all there now, raping and pillaging the village. They don't give a damn about the laws because they were illegal when they showed up, okay? So too shall we reap what our own corrupt globalist politicians have sown right here at home. And again, friends, it's all part of the plan. Despite Uh, The uh, prior Democrat grandstanding about, oh, these poor kids are being held in cages. Oh, you know, they are the ones who are fueling this massive influx of criminals and gangsters and terrorists and disease ridden third world peasants who are openly defying the rule of law, showing up with their hands out and demanding that the American government give them cradle to grave entitlements. That's what's happening right now. And you know what? What? They, they, they come with those expectations with their handout because that's what they were promised, right? Oh, yeah, you're going to get all the goodies in exchange for your illegal votes. okay I don't know if you know this or not, but there are places across the country who are making it possible for illegal aliens to vote in our elections. Ha! Fascinating. Now, that's reality. But consider how this is being portrayed in the liberal media. There was a headline out at Reuters today. It says, Insight. You know, migrants are being raped at the Mexican border as they await entry to the U.S. The implication is that the U.S. is, is completely, you know, setting these people up to fail. People are being raped at the border because they can't get into the U.S. Okay. They seek to elicit sympathy so that all the good humans in the world fall for their globalist scheme. We are being told that immigration is being driven by climate change. Oh, shit. <clears throat> Excuse me. We are being told that immigration restrictions are unjust because illegally entering a foreign territory and demanding respect and compensation is somehow a human effing right. That's what we're being told. And I suppose those that believe this, the global cabal, That's why they think that anyone who opposes their agenda, the illegal immigration agenda, or any other aspect of their insidious anti-human agenda 2030, anyone who opposes that should be silenced permanently because they must protect their evil lies. The truth that many people have yet to realize is that we are already living in this, you know, this, essentially this commie police state. Actually, matter of fact, Uh, the venerable Wayne Allen Root, he was out there and he said, hey, people need to wake up. We're living in a communist police state right here, right now. The government's doing whatever the hell they want. And they're completely violating the laws. And they're inviting all these illegal immigrants to come in to, you know, replace the declining birth rate, perhaps, or to get more Democrat votes, perhaps, or whatever. You know, our elections are about as safe and effective as a banana republic. You know, the media blackouts of political persecutions continue to pick up Steve, and our decrepit ruling class continues to be used like puppets to usurp the Constitution and the will of we, the people. That is why Wayne Allen Root and others are pointing out we're living in a commie police state. Uh, by the way, uh... Paying respect to Diane, the dinosaur Fein- Feinstein, uh, she dropped over dead today. But she just voted yes on a massively impactful legislation uh, just one day before dropping over dead. You know, may she rest in peace. But that's an example of of how the decrepit. Uh, elite geriatric ruling classes being used by the globalists to undermine the will of the people. Friends, never forget that we are in the midst of the Great Reset. The global cabal is currently accelerating their various agendas. Those in a no are speculating that 2024 is going to make 2023 look like a walk in the park. And in fact, according to several investigative journalists, you know, there's a convergence of factors right now that may point that are pointing toward a major shock event that just might happen in the next 3 to 9 months. Friends, we've heard it all before. I'd say be prepared but don't be scared. When I look out the window, I see signs of fall. It's a beautiful time of year. I hear life calling to me, come out and play. And I'm reminded that no matter what, no matter what, life is still good. In fact, life is great. And it's a great day to be alive friends let's get out there and make the most of it and that is the message in my heart for today if you're enjoying this podcast please take the time to go to the website the find that little heart click that heart and give me some love subscribe if you have not subscribed already and of course the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know get out there and have a fabulous friday friends enjoy the weekend and i'll look forward to talking to you again soon